0: Today uh, is the Sunday where we recognize the baptism of Jesus. We do it the second Sunday of every year, uh, mark the baptism of our Lord. And we will have a a baptism uh, reaffirmation at the end of this service. Normally, um, the text for this sermon emphasizes the identity of Jesus that Jesus receives at his baptism. Uh, this is going to emphasize more the meaning of his baptism. The Mark passage, uh, Jesus emphasizes the meaning of his baptism. When he says, um, are you able to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized, when he asks his disciples that, you know, he's talking about the meaning of his baptism what was his baptism well to go back to the beginning of his baptism you know he went to John to be baptized baptism was a ritual that was done to converts to Judaism to wash away um, the pollution of their previous life for John it was also a baptism for the repentance of sins Uh, you know you're gonna change your life you're gonna transform your life you're going to begin anew, uh, so, you, so you repent, you turn away from your life of sin. Well, you know, for, for Jesus, neither one of those apply. He's not a convert to Judaism. He isn't washing away anything from his previous life. And you know, if we go with tradition, he, he hadn't committed any sin, so he wasn't repenting of anything. And John says as much when Jesus comes to be baptized. You know, he says, I should not be baptizing you, Jesus. You should be baptizing me. So Jesus does this baptism voluntarily. He is identifying with those outside of Judaism. He is identifying also with sinners. And when he gets in that water of baptism in the Jordan it's like he's swimming and immersing himself in our lives he is no longer uh, the insider and we are outsiders he's become one us and chooses to identify with sinners and and um, those who are not part of the faith it's an extraordinary moment that he chooses in which to participate to go back to mark Jesus says his baptism is to become a servant and to become a ransom for people. He's gonna get involved here by swimming in the water of our life, by swimming in other people's lives, by immersing himself in our lives. He's gonna get involved in the work of redemption, bringing people back, restoring people to what God had in mind, bringing religion and community back to what God has in mind. you know. And we talk about redemption, restoration, in numerous ways. We talk about it as salvation. We talk about it as um, freedom. We talk about it as buying back. In Judaism, one redeemed people, uh, redeemed relatives who were sold into slavery by buying them back. That was redemption. You know, and we, we talk about redeeming a moment, redeeming a relationship, you know, bringing it back to the way it's supposed to be. And so when Jesus chooses to be baptized, he's saying, My work, my mission, is about this redemption of restoring relationships and restoring community and restoring people to the way they should be. And if I have to become a servant, I will. If I have to become a slave, I will. It's that report important to me to restore the world the way God wants it to be. You know, and Jesus basically his whole ministry and his whole life is about this redemption you know he restores Zacchaeus to community he's Zacchaeus is no longer the outsider that people look down on and judge he's restored the Samaritan woman is an outsider that people look down on and judge because she's been married five times and so on. and and Jesus restores her redeems her to community The people that that are possessed Jesus heals and restores you know the people that he raises from the dead he restores to community and you know the Bible talks about Jesus restorative work you know God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that those who believe in him shall have everlasting life they will be restored to life, Christ did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself and took on the form of a servant. Why? To redeem us. So when Christ chooses to get in that water he's choosing to get into water with all sorts and conditions of people. All nationalities and races and genders and orientation and economic classes. He chooses to get in that water to redeem and and bring it all together. And and we're in that water too. And so his mission is to bring us back to the way we're supposed to be. So when he says to, to James and John, Are you able to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? What he's saying to them is, Are you willing to get in the water? Are you willing to immerse yourself in bringing people back and restoring lives? Are you willing to do that work and get your hands dirty? So when we talk about our baptism, Jesus asks us the same question. Are you willing to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? Are we willing to restore relationships? Are we willing to restore people? Now, sometimes this restoration work requires suffering. When Jesus restored people and redeemed people, it on occasion required suffering. You know, when he healed the woman with the hemorrhage of 12 years and she touched the hem of his garment, he said, I feel power going out of me. He sacrificed. He suffered for her healing. When he, when he raises Lazarus from the dead, there's a direct link from that action of raising Lazarus from the dead and the authorities wanting to kill Jesus for doing it. He voluntarily chooses to suffer to restore Lazarus his death on the cross the redemption is a suffering to restore us when we go about the work of redemption in the meaning of our baptism sometimes it involves suffering and sacrifice. In um, in Graham Greene's little novel, *The End of the Affair*, a character says, "I could have saved her, but I didn't want to suffer." And I think in my life, how often could I have saved a situation? could I have saved a relationship if I had been willing to suffer and speak up and maybe run the risk of the person coming back at me and hurting me? How often could I have saved a situation or a relationship by speaking the truth or or being willing to be embarrassed? How often could I have redeemed a situation by just putting myself out on a limb, or by forgiving somebody and swallowing my pride, which is a form of suffering, or asking for forgiveness, which is also a form of suffering and swallowing my pride. How often could I have redeemed the situation if I had been willing to make the effort and make the sacrifice? Parents voluntarily choose to redeem their child when they stay up all night with a sick child. They don't have to, but they take on that suffering for the sake of the child. The Dalai Lama says that a parent in one night sitting up with a suffering sick child grows more spiritually than a monk does in years in the monastery. A child on the other end of the spectrum who cares for a parent in declining health and sacrifices time and agenda and money to care for that parent is redeeming through their suffering. we do it we do it we know about it now i know my talking about suffering um, and the meaning of baptism seems odd it seems counterintuitive for we live in a culture that avoids suffering and pain at all costs nobody wants to suffer nobody wants to have pain We live in a culture that is more willing to inflict pain on others to get its way. We live in a culture that's more willing to rejoice at the suffering of others, you know, uh, schadenfreude, where we delight in the suffering and the downfall of others. Martin Luther King understood this notion of redemptive suffering very well. And he understood it in discipleship very well. He understood that violence is one way of changing the world and changing the situation to get our way. We hurt others to get what we want. We belittle them to get what we want. We ignore them to get what we want. And it's a form of violence. And King says, you could change the world that way, but it changes it too little. He said, it's not by giving suffering. It's by accepting suffering that the world is changed and situations are changed. And he calls it creative and redemptive, that good comes out of it and meaning comes out of it. You know, in the civil rights movements, the sit-ins and the marches, were based on accepting suffering to change the situation and restore community and bring all together. We've been watching um, suffering in the news this week. And we fear the suffering's going to get worse with the government shutdown with people not receiving paychecks, not being able to pay bills, that there's suffering incurred here. And that ripple effect of benefits and assistance will possibly be cut off and the suffering will broaden. And I think, you know, it's an example of wanting to inflict suffering on the innocent to get our way and the redemptive suffering that could take place is in people swallowing their pride and admitting mistakes and compromising that those who have the power need to accept the suffering that they need to do to redeem the situation Now again, talking about suffering and redemptive suffering you wonder where's the joy in this? The Dalai Lama says that true joy and lasting joy is found in serving others. It's found in suffering for others. It's found in wanting to give joy to others that we discover our joy when we are servants helping others in the isaiah reading isaiah god says through isaiah when you go through the waters i will be with you when you go through the fire I will be there. The joy is in our baptism that when we go through the work of redemption and immerse ourselves in Christ's baptism, we discover that Christ is with us. He's in the water with us. And our joy is he's there there is a oneness. At Christ's baptism, the heavens opened and the voice said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. This is my beloved child. That's his identity. Baptism gives him his identity as a beloved child of God. And he expresses his identity by engaging in the servanthood of redemption. And he realizes and experiences his identity through that work of redemption. After we baptize Pia, we will, as we always do, reaffirm our baptisms. And those of you who desire, may come to one of the stations in the front or the station in the back to reaffirm your identity as a beloved child of God and to reaffirm your meaning and your mission in Christ's incredibly important work of redemption, bringing people together regardless of nation, creed, orientation, gender, nationality. Christ wants us to be one and wants us to be with him in his mission. May it be so. Amen.